Welcome to Voices on Aging. I'm Jane Muzzard, Chief Executive of Coder SA. Finding things to do that are fun, that keep us moving, that use our brains and that keep us in touch with others are very important at every age, including as we get older. In Voices on Aging, we introduce you to people sharing their personal stories and their experiences as they build connections at different points in their lives. Over this series, we'll hear from guests about how they've connected with life and their community, how they've overcome challenges, and what helped them succeed. If you or someone you know is feeling stuck or disconnected, or you're looking for some inspiration, then this is the podcast for you. Coder SA is an older people's movement. Our purpose is to promote the rights, interests and futures of South Australians as we age. Find out more by calling us on 8232 or having a look at our website, coderessa.org.au. In episode three, Sandra shares her story of seeking community connection and purpose after retiring and relocating from interstate earlier this year. Sandra found herself feeling isolated and without a strong sense of local community connections. By volunteering, exploring options identified with Coda Social Connections and being open to trying new things, Sandra is making progress on her goal of building new friendships and connections with her local community. Well, Sandra, we thought we might get you started by sharing a milestone memory. And obviously, you know, we've always got many of them, but maybe if you just want to explain one of them that can just set the scene for us to know a little bit about you. I was considering this and I thought the standout would have to be 2019. My husband and I flew to France and we picked up our new catamaran. And we sailed the catamaran from France back to Brisbane. It was around about 14,500 nautical miles. It took us six months to do so. We traversed the Atlantic Ocean, Caribbean Sea, through to the Pacific, and then the Coral Sea. So it was an absolutely unbelievable adventure. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. The places that we visited, the people that we met along the way. Yeah, once in a lifetime Mm -hmm. sort of amazing, incredible experience. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, and now you live on that boat, yes? We do, we do. And we've lived on the boat since we got back. We arrived back in December 2019. We were based in Queensland for a year. And then with the the COVID situation, we decided we would come back to Adelaide to be with family. That was pretty important to us because with COVID, we were really limited in terms of our ability to come and see them. And while Skype and Zoom and all of those other technical arrangements can allow you to keep in contact. For us, it was more the the physical contact that we were missing. So it wasn't really a hard decision to make at the Mm. end of the day. Mm. And it's interesting because, you know, the focus of this is really around connections Mm -hmm. and how we maintain connections. So for you, you know, what is the importance of maintaining those connections mean to you? Well, I suppose there's, there's family connections which are integral, I think, to our well-being and our health. 
they really are the lifeblood, if you like, for me, of what I perceive to be a really positive, engaging, loving relationship is what I have with my family. But going beyond that, there is also opportunity to connect with people outside of your immediate family. And and I suppose that's why I, I was interested in the work that Koto was doing. So I, I did some Googling because obviously we've moved into an area that I'm not familiar with. So we're, we're living in a marina. There is some other liverboards there, but not that many. So it's a very quiet environment. And um, I should say that added to all of this in between the mix is that I retired, I shut down my business in March. So for me, I was solo on the boat for long periods of time while, while Peter's still in full-time employment. So the, the notion of, of having those outside connections was really important to me. And also not just the personal connections, but connecting with community as well. Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting because we go through different phases throughout our lives, you know, with kids and work and and the different chapters. And so, you know, and you've, you've retired and you've moved to a new location. So it is about then, okay, well, what, how do you establish new connections in that location and in this different chapter? Yes. yeah, that's it really it in a nutshell. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I was I was really seeking. But I was a bit overwhelmed and I really couldn't narrow it down to the local scene. I did check in with some of the local community hubs, but there was nothing there that really spoke to me. Um, at that time. And so you've gone through the social connections and had meetings and got some recommendations through CODA. So what of those have sort of stood out to you? What are the things you are looking at doing? What steps, you know, do you start taking? So you've got overwhelmed. You've taken some steps to try and address that. How how are you finding navigating that? Yeah, it's still still a bit of hit and miss because people are are looking for different connections, different activities. And in a number of the opportunities I've pursued, the groups have already formed. The relationships are already established. It's been difficult to actually try and establish myself in groups where those links are really strong. So as the newbie, it can be difficult to have that level of acceptance. And if I'm not feeling welcomed, I'll just move on. And it, it could be seen as a rejection. I don't see it that way. It's just that these people know each other really well. They've already formed a relationship and and, you know, that's okay. I understand that. So I'm, I'm the one that needs to move on, you know, and, and so it's a matter then of saying, well, what's next? So it was a matter of, okay, so now I'm going to go to the Port Adelaide Council because they have a volunteer coordinator there. So, okay, so I'll go there and I'll see what they have available. But that came from information that I received from Kota. You know, it's for me, it's a matter of persevering 
and not being put off if something doesn't quite fit then and there. Because it would be easy, I think, just to go back in the in your box, back in your shell, and just say, look, you know, it's not happening, whatever. But for me, I'm 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 prepared for the long game, if you like, and I'm prepared to pursue and to check in with other opportunities that might be out there and just become involved in a positive way and productive way. I think that's the other thing I'm looking for is to continue to be productive in some way, shape or form. Perhaps it's not only just about being involved with people of my own age, but I'd also like to sort of get involved with other age groups you know, as well. Or you have a good level of self-confidence then, which is great because what you're talking about is is a layer of vulnerability, Mm. you know, to Mm. go there and go, you know, I'm looking to connect, I'm coming from a a place of of loneliness and and isolation, you know, once you retired and your husband was at full-time work and so you're on the boat. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a relatively quiet, it's not a, you know, there's not a street you can walk and chat to the neighbours necessarily. Mm-hmm. So how did that make you feel? How does that actually manifest? It it manifests in being bored. It's almost like the less you do, the less you want to do. And it becomes like almost like a vicious cycle, just spinning things out, you know, um, for as long as I possibly can to fill those hours of the day. I, I mean, I, it, but it's not its not like that every day. Yeah, I, I'd want to say that too. You know, mm. it's, not, it's not all doom and gloom by any means. No, and you're obviously a very proactive person. And so it's, it's probably also the, the, the change from working and not but you know you're obviously very driven and you know want to be able to be productive and do things what is it that you think helps you with that feeling of resilience so how do you enable yourself to do that because it you know it would be easy to just go oh that didn't work so I won't try again how do you make sure you keep going and you said you know you want to be in the long haul how do you set that for yourself yeah, that's an interesting, interesting question. I, I guess for me, it's about my physical health, but also my mental and emotional health as well. You know, you can be physically well, as in I don't have any ailments as such, but for me, socialising, enjoying other, other people's company, meeting other people, laughing, smiling, shared experience, all of those things are such positive inputs to one's mental health. You know, I I walk the Esplanade and it's a matter of, hello, hi, how are you today? You know, and and people, some people are actually shocked, you know, and they go, oh, oh, hi. You know, but then the next time you see them, it's, oh, hi, hello. And they might have a dog. So you stop and you talk about the dog. And then the next time you see them, it's, a longer conversation, you know, and yes, you're not you're not necessarily your second best friend, but start those very simple conversations with people, you know, whether it's when you're shopping, whether it's when you're standing at the bus stop, whether it's whether you're pumping gas at the at the petrol station, whether it's you know on your daily walk, take the opportunity to just strike up a conversation with someone. 
it reminds me a, a bit of school, you know, where, you, where you're trying to uh, you're trying to get into some sort of friendship group. But yeah, it's just about not giving up. Think about the long game. There will be some group or someone out there that you click with and and from there you can build. And I don't know, it feeds your soul. And it's interesting because in these conversations, looking at some of these barriers, you know, do you feel as a community there is that real understanding and appreciation of the value of our South Australians that have moved into retirement, that have these incredible skills and experience and knowledge? Do you feel that that, it, that there is good, like, value and appreciation of that? Not so far. I think the stereotypes of um, the elderly or people who are ageing, I've sensed that you know, over these last couple of years. And it's interesting because when I dyed my hair, there was a very much different vibe. But now that I've gone totally grey, there's been a shift. Their interactions are different, the volume of their voice, the way in which they, they speak to me, you know, the love, the dear, the sweetie, you know, which I absolutely loathe. You know, um, but the thing is, I understand it's not meant in a in a negative way. It's just that for me, it's it it's sort of like, oh, please don't. Mm, mm. And I'm interested in understanding as well your feelings and experience going from retirement because that is a big phase. It's a bit. It's you know that we're talking about chapters and new chapters. What did that feel like? What was involved in that transition for you? The actual decision to retire when I did was very easy and and, and it was very busy initially. So there was a lot of busyness associated with retiring, particularly because it was, you know, it was my own business at that stage. There was a lot of things that had had to be done and had to be settled and whatever. But then everything went quiet. And that's the point where I went, oh, okay. So is this how it's going to be, you know? And I thought, no, I can't, I can't do this sitting on the boat. And I think the other thing that compounded things for me was that a number of people and friends of my age or people that I've worked with, their partner has retired or is nearing retirement at the same time, whereas I married a younger man. <laughs> he's still got about another two or three years to go and he's happy to do that and so on and that's fine. And financially that'll that'll help us along too. So there's some benefit from that as well. So so yeah, the main thing for me was the isolation. And I can understand how that would happen whether you're on a boat, whether you're in an apartment, whether you're in a house. It is very easy to become isolated. Yeah. Again, I suppose that comes back to you can't know what you don't know until you live that experience because we hear about isolation and and as people become older, the increased levels of loneliness or isolation. Mm -hmm. You know, you've gone through this experience through COVID as well. What did that add to the whole experience? Oh, huge, huge. Well, it was the, the, the main reason we came back from Queensland um, but I, I, that would have eventually happened at some point. But certainly the impact that it's had just on getting out and about and, you know, people are wary of, I suppose, interactions beyond 
the, you know, the good morning, how are you? Mm. Well, I mean, you're in a period where you're looking to build social connections, break down isolation, and we're at a time where we're hearing all about social distancing. So it seems like they're polar. Yes, yes, very, very much so. And and that's an excellent way to put it. I I haven't, um, a lot of the groups that were forwarded to me are still operational, irrespective of it, of COVID. Everyone's masked up and, uh, you know, the the general hygiene rules and social distancing, distancing rules apply. But there's still chat going on. I mean, I still know that someone's smiling from their eyes. I can still see, you know, part of their their expression. I can hear it in their voice. I can see it from their other mannerisms and gestures that they're they're doing. I I've heard a seen lovely a huge word. Experience. The smiles, the smiling with the eyes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, I think that's yeah. where we have to go. Mm-hmm. And so then if you had advice to other people, you know, they may have retired and are feeling this sense of isolation, what's the key advice that you might give? I think one of the things that builds that sort of like focus on the long term is the fact that I am I am relatively healthy, you know, physically healthy. And so I can go for long walks. I can, you know, drive the car and and do all those basic things and and put myself out there, you know, attend various meetings or workshops or whatever in an effort to meet people and connect with people. Not everyone has that level of fitness or that level of physical health. They have other challenges that may be impacting on their ability to get out and about and make those connections with other people. And and so it's vital that they find ways in which to, to make connections, even if it's just simple conversations of g'day, how are you? There is avenues out there to pursue. It's, it's, it's just a matter of, of knowing where to look for them and, and then being brave. What's the worst that can happen? Take a chance. Oh, I like it. Retirement is a time of big change. For many of us, work has been a big part of who we are and what we do. When work finishes, it can leave us feeling uncertain and without a role or a purpose. It might also mean we lose our daily social contacts. For Sandra, the decision to move house, combined with her retirement, added an extra layer to her feelings of being isolated. Contacting Coder SA was one of the steps she took to learn what options were available and where she could start. It was also a chance to donate her time by becoming a volunteer, which she sees as a give-give opportunity. She gets benefit while she helps others. Sandra provides great advice about being willing to keep trying even if the first thing you try doesn't work. Like everything in life, there is no one size fits all. A good tip is to have a look at the SA Community website. It lists many local clubs and services. Thanks for listening to the Coder SA podcast, Voices on Ageing. Links to the resources mentioned in today's episode are included in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can catch every episode. 
visit us at www.coderesa.org.au where you can browse our information, services and events and get involved with us. Voices on Ageing is produced by Narrative Marketing. We acknowledge the funding for this project from the Australian Government through the Adelaide Primary Health Network. I also want to acknowledge Coder SA's own Rachel Telfer who put this series together. And I acknowledge that Voices on Ageing was recorded on Ghana lands. Mm-hmm.